Hey, I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and lifestyle fulfillment coach, which means I've dedicated my entire life to helping anyone who feels like they're not making the most of their potential to level up and live the extraordinary life of their dreams. You deserve to be the king or queen of your own kingdom, and I'll be alongside to help you be the best version that you can be. I'm psyched that you're here, so let's get to it. Hey, everybody, it's Johnny King with another episode of The Johnny King Show. Thank you so much for joining me, and I'm so excited to have an amazing human being with us today, Kathy Hawk. She's an expert in energy, and when I say energy, it's human energy. She's uh, She's been in the coaching world for a long time and is extremely proficient. I'm so excited to have you on. Thanks, Kathy, for being here. Thanks, Johnny. Good it's, to be uh, here. Yeah, I, I love uh, I love so much of what you have distilled throughout your work. It's, and I feel like the the more personal development stuff that I get into, sometimes it's like drinking from a fire hose. And it's uh, it's so brilliant when you can find a system that someone has clearly mastered it so much that they can make it seem very straightforward and simple. And I feel like you've done that with with your whole operating system, teaching system, if you will. Take, yeah, take some time. You. Yes. Yeah. It's, yes. it's been quite the journey. Um, well, I'd love to, to just kind of jump right into it. You sent me an amazing book. I've got it right here. If you're watching on uh, the YouTube video, the get clarity, the lights on guide to manifesting success in life and work. Uh, and I've just been getting into it, but uh, wow, there's so much good stuff in here. What part to even start with is the question. When you talk about lights on, you talked about this with me several times now off, offline, if you will. Explain to the listeners, the viewers, what, is, what does that mean to you? How have you captured that whole lot, lights on concept? Well, the way that I can, well, first of all, um, lights on is your physiological, your body, your mm. body, yes, your mind-body connection which everybody's talked about forever. I mean, in all spiritual yeah. and philosophical and psychological systems, they talk about when your mind and body are very closely aligned. Mm. And so um, lights on is actually your body's way of cueing you. It's your inner guidance system that you're onto something, onto something positive would be a way to think about it. Now, when I say lights on, people get it. They're like, oh, yeah, I know what that looks and feels like. I get that. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, you wind back the clock 25 years ago to when I started coaching without a lot of tools in the coaching uh, profession. Exactly. Um, I realized when I was, start, you know, so I started all coaching, as most people do. Uh, most coaches do by talking with people or interviewing them. And I noticed when I was interviewing them that when they talked about we, uh, things that were very, very positive, their whole physiology changed. Mm. So I thought, well, that won't do them any good if I see it, but they don't see it. So what's a way that I could you know, as scientifically as possible, be sure that I film them before an interview and then they would get lights on and film them afterwards. And then they could see what I was seeing. They were like, yes, I, it was just like a whole body. Yes. And they'd be like, yeah, that's it. That I want to feel that way. That I want to live that way. And so then from the lights on information, 
I was able to develop their strategy for coaching. So it, so it wasn't about other, I always call it the energy assessment. So we've all taken assessments, you know, Myers-Briggs and, mm-hmm. you know, discs and all, all Enneagrams. I love Enneagrams. Yep. But the personal energy ass- assessment is in the moment, Johnny. It's like right now. Mm-hmm. Where is your energy now? It's not like what you studied or did you know, a year ago or what you think is going to happen a year from now is like in the now. I mean, Eckhart Tolle wrote this amazing book about the now, but our bodies are in the now. They're not in the future and they're not in the past. So we have to access our information. And that's what started Lights On. Likewise, Lights Off. I mean, you know what it's like to go lights off and get your lights knocked out. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was that was step one in my beginning as a, a teacher was how do we, you know, it was my curiosity was how do we find what people are passionate about? Mm-hmm. What if our soul's journey is to be here, may, be on purpose, make a contribution in the world, do it with high energy, not dragging, you know, through you know, that kind of, you know, you've been with people like, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. And you're like, wait a minute. Hey, that's not fine. Uh, So yeah. So how do we do it? Lights on. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I like, uh, to your point on page 35 of your book, I mean, and you included a a little, uh, for those that are watching on the YouTube video of this, that's kind of before and after of a bunch of your clients Mm -hmm. and just how much you can see an actual physical difference of uh, how lights on thinking has shifted, even yeah. just their face, you know, you can just totally see in their eyes and their face in general. So it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Really, really That's cool. amazing to watch. I mean, yeah. to, to me, the gift of all the coaching now thousands of people to figure out what lit them up and how to make it happen is sustainable. Mm. It's just like every time their soul lights up, it's just like a most, I love it. I mean, it lights me up, obviously. Mm. This work I love to do. Yeah. Well, and you're right. I, I feel like too, the, the way that I've seen it, it really is the, what do you call it? The currency. A lot of people mm-hmm. focus on like time and money, but really it's just energy. Cause every, we all have the same time. Obviously we've all heard that so many times, but it's the energy. Do you have the energy to actually show up and to fulfill the things that are on your heart and that are kind of your life purpose, you know? And I feel like a lot of people, or I should say a lot of guys that I talk to, they're really struggling to find that sense of clarity, purpose, direction, you know? So how do you, how have you gone about over the last 25 years systematically helping? Cause I feel like so many guys are like, "Ah," you know, it's it's the hardest thing to do for them is to find, you know, their passion as they call it, or, you know, Mm -hmm. how do you help clients, other coaches kind of narrow in on that, life purpose or that passion that the clarity well the the first way so um the so that people can help themselves which i always think is the best first step Mm -hmm. um because not everybody in the world is going to have the luxury of working with a coach and it is a luxury and most peak performers will tell you that they work with coaches they just do because uh Coaches are a reflection or should be a reflection to people of where they see their strength or their light. Mm. So, um, but on your own, 
you can do, you can be, and in the book, we talk about it in the early book, being a 24-hour energy detective. So you go through your day. So remember, you're looking for energy, not all your great ideas, not all the stuff that you got a degree in or whatever, none of that. But go through an enter, uh, the 24 hours and, and make almost like, a, like two columns. I did this, it either lit me up or it didn't. Right. It lit me up or it didn't. Oh, wow, that was, you know, could feel the energy. Then you take a look at it after the day or 24 hours. It's just, you know, you can do it for 48, whatever. Um, but you take a look at it and very obviously, but not in our culture. We're not, we're, we're taught to do it even if it kills me. Okay, that's energy talk killing you, energy mm -hmm. talk. So, um, so what you do is you look at that, that list and you think, wow, if I do more of the things that were my pause that lit me up, if I do more of that and less of what drains me, so lights on is fills me up, lights off is drains me. Mm -hmm. And if I do more of, and you know, it doesn't, it just seems so logical, but we're just not logical we, <laughs> about it. We just keep moving and doing stuff until we're exhausted. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I see that more actually in my, in my male clients than, uh, and I know your listening audience is predominantly male. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and a lot of that, you guys, because I'm married to one and I've got a son. So, I've, and I, and I've got a new puppy. who's a boy. Puppy too. <laughs> so being around guys a lot. I love them is there's been a lot of societal um, uh, direction, let me put it mm -hmm. like that, that mm -hmm. says that we have to do things that don't light us up for the benefit of others. And I find that to be untrue. Mm -hmm. um, are there things you have to do to, yeah, sure there are. I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, go loft a la-la land. But what I am saying is that a lot of the things that we think we have to do and that drain us, when we ask and get around the people who love and care about us, they, they would say like, oh, I am so glad you stopped doing that. You know, it was so, it was just, you know, tiring you out or, you know, they might not say lights off, of course, but, uh, you know, they, the people that know and love you are good reflectors. Mm -hmm. um, so, so, so for the men listening, do your 24-hour energy detective and think about what it is, how, how that relates to your purpose. Because, mm -hmm. you know, Johnny, we're not on earth to, to end up, you know, at the end time to be just a wreck, right. you know, an unhealthy wreck. I mean, that, that I don't think that was the divine plan. <laughs> nope. So, uh, yeah. So how do we live lights on with vibrancy and, con and contribute? Fair question. Find I, your purpose. Yeah. I feel like that's just so relevant, obviously, for every generation. It's not one of those things that can necessarily be, uh, passed. You kind of have to find it for yourself. Right. And, uh, yeah, yeah it's interesting. I, I want to take a step back a little bit and just hear a little bit more about just your own personal life story to get into coaching. What, what was your childhood like? What were your parents like? Um, what, what really sparked in you this desire to get into coaching, if you will, before, Tony Robbins before uh, around the time yeah. of what Jim Rohn and other just some of the yeah, pioneers. The Jim you're, Rohn days. Yeah, yes. you're you're a pioneer of this whole movement now yeah. that's massive, obviously, across the world. Yes. So what drove you into 
this work? Well, my parent, I mean, I look back, you know, how sometimes it's easier to look back and see a pattern than it is to see it at yeah. home. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So when I look back, I had a wonderful childhood. I was very supported. Mm. And um, I, uh, my dad was a, a engineer and he wasn't an inventor. And uh, he worked in the early space program. And my mom was a teacher. And my dad, there's a, a picture in uh, one of the PowerPoint presentations I do where I'm in my dad's shop and with all the all this equipment and the blaze and things like that. And, and uh, I, when I was little, I used to sit on his shoulders and, and, and watch and he would, you know, entertain me, I guess, while I was working. But what he taught me was that everything is possible. And that's why I love engineers. Mm. You know, some people, I don't know if you've ever heard this, oh, they're an engineer, they won't get energy. I'm like, are you kidding me? Uh, I mean, engineers are the best because they start with what it is. And then they go from there. And my dad used to say to me all the time, everything is possible. You can create anything, but you must figure out what it is first. And that was like the beginning understanding of me as a very little girl, uh, that you had to be clear first about what before mm. you went to the how to. Mm. Then I get into school and it's all about how you do stuff, whether it, you like it or not, whether it lights you up and all that. Uh, but my, uh, and my mom was a teacher. So I think it's, it's inevitable that I ended up creating systems for figuring out what lights, you know, what is energy and then teaching it to people. So mm -hmm. that, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, so early and early, uh, I just say it's in my, it's just in my genes. You know, yeah. I just, I'm always thinking like, what could, so high curiosity, what could we do with that? What's a great idea right now? I'm trying to, uh, I'm working with somebody to develop an app so that we can very quickly, and we've had an app, actually, Clarice had an app um, before, but I want it to move. I want to, I want to do a whole new thing. With it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. so, What's the next evolution? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty brilliant. Cause I, like I said, I, I feel like, you know, a lot of times we're, we are who we are as adults because of, you know, what we had or didn't have growing up. Right. And so that's uh that's a very simplistic way of saying it, but you're obviously it sounds like your parents were pretty instrumental in your, of who you are today they were and so in coaching start people started to talk about this is back really the early days like self-actualization and mm. you know maslow self-actualization i mean what a word that was i was like mm. whoa and um so mm. then look then coaching uh, was just starting to uh become in in a in a conversation of a small esoteric uh part of the population and I just was attracted to it like a magnet. Mm. So I went in, I went and studied early with people and just thought, man, I love this coaching. I just love helping. My question was, how do I help people find your passion? Mm -hmm. Almost, you know, what we started out with. Mm. And um, my first husband was an attorney, civil rights attorney in the early days of, of that movement. Uh, by my age, you can tell I lived through the 60s and uh, <laughs> stayed alive and developed uh, that high curiosity that they were beautiful times actually. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they, and he was always looking, he didn't love being a lawyer. And, um, and so 
I always say we went, we went in pursuit of his happy mm. and he wanted to find his happy. Mm. And that just, that's what led me into coaching. It's like, how do we find that? That, oh my gosh, I'm a master gardener. And I know that if you put the right plant in the wrong place, it's not going to thrive. So I was like, well, what if we have the right person, but they're in the wrong place? Mm-hmm. They're not going to thrive. And so between Michael's where's my happy and getting right people in the right place, then I literally ended up really getting engaged in coaching. Mm. And then coaching had no tools. So back to my growing up with my dad in his lab, I was like, well, let's make some tools. Yeah. Let's get this. Let's nail it. Mm. So that's, that was fun. that's so cool. Um, I guess I'm, I'm curious, just a, a question that popped in my mind is what, what is it that you, just because coaching has become, you know, in many regards, saturated um, in today's day and age, but what do you feel like, I'll ask two questions. Where do you see okay. coaching uh, going in the direction that you like? You know, where are things going that you're like, okay, this is cool. I'm, I'm totally for this and I'm supporting this in terms of how you're coaching coaches. But then also maybe what have you seen that maybe we've gone away from that's not healthy uh, in terms of like pe- coaching and where people are going to seek guidance in their lives? Right. Well, um, let's see. Well, question one is where do I think coaching um uh, what is the direction that I believe uh, coaching can um, can take all people? So yes. how do we? Uh, so to me, a coach, uh, and you're right about saturation, but that's a different subject. Mm-hmm. But I believe that within each of us is a coach, and a coach is a some. What I define a coach is someone who asks high quality questions of others and stays out of it, doesn't advice, doesn't give advice, doesn't tell people that they're truly curious. And then when they do see something different, they reflect it back. So Mm. to me, a coach is a clean mirror. That's what it is. And when I'm training coaches, I, I, that's my premise with them is you've got to reflect back to others, not project, not project, reflect hmm. and not what you think it is that you know, you know how annoying it is Johnny you get in a conversation you're talking about something that lights you up and then the you know somebody projects in like oh yeah I know exactly what you're talking about well actually they don't mm-hmm. nobody really knows but mm-hmm. if they reflect back so if we could all become good less judgers less projectioners and good reflectors mm. then as coaches and as parents and guides and mentors, then we are really taking people to the place where they're fully healthy and alive and they're, they're doing what lights them up. And you don't, you don't have to know lights on, people can see it. I mean, it's yeah. easy. Well, so, yeah, and then where is it going in the wrong direction? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> is there anything that you're not appreciating with where the industry is going? What I don't appreciate is the high dependence in the coaching industry on um on uh well i'm going to say assessments where people have to think their way out of doing the answers you know so in other words they take a test let's call it a test and um and they're they're in their head doing the answers so if they could take that information 
and put it with a an interview of some sort mm-hmm. um, where uh, where people can reflect back to them, you know, where there's energy. There's no energy in an analytic of a test. Totally. And what it, what's interesting about that is the information is only as relevant as one knows themselves, <laughs> as, as one's self-knowledge um, uh, is, uh, is keen. Mm. And so if you don't know yourself, you get all kinds of false answers. So right. an over-reliance on, on cognitive testing mm-hmm. is, is what I would say, cognitive assessments. They're good. I think they're part of a big picture. But they're, mm. what I see in a lot of HR situations, um, you know, in HR, bless their hearts, you know, human relations, you know, they, they've gone away from what they wanted, which was helping people into how to fire people if they need to. You know what I mean? The whole, that whole industry went sideways. So yeah, yeah. It'd be nice to see it come back. I, but I feel like you make a really good point that if, if I don't have a ton of, let's say I'm a guy listening to this or a female, it doesn't matter, have, and just starting to get into being self-aware in general, you know, uh, mm-hmm. to take some of these tests can be, there can be a double-edged sword because I, I too, like, like you mentioned, taking them 20 years ago, the Colby test and various things, and then I'll slap labels or I'll have my family members slap labels on me like, oh, well, you took the test and this is how you are. And you're like, am I? I don't know. You know, it's interesting as if we're a stag, like as if we're a stagnant, non-growing organism, you know? Mm -hmm. So I can Mm -hmm. see how that could be a tough, uh, a particularly tough place to be if you get something that isn't healthy, you know, or that you don't resonate with (laughs) as test results. Well, what you just said resonate with is actually the language of human energy. Mm. So when you have an idea that works in your body, it changes your resonance or your frequency. Mm-hmm. And that's what people key into, mm-hmm. you know, is it, when they're, when, when you go past what the test said mm-hmm. and you go into what your energy says, that's, that's your key differentiator right there. Tom. Let's talk more about that though, because uh, I agree. I feel like it's taken me uh, some time just because again, just being a guy, you know, talking about energy sounded woo woo kind of like, uh, I don't know, like, but so maybe you can help, you know, bring some more practicality to it. Cause I completely agree. The more I've studied, I'm like, oh my gosh, no, down to the scientific elements of cells. We are just vibrating energy. You know, and so I, I but I'd, I'd be curious to hear your take on the whole idea around energy. We are energy, things resonating, having alignment, heart coherence, any of those topics. I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah. Well, the good news is uh, that now science has come in very heavily. Thank you know, to the, um, you know, science has come in and been be out help to help quantify human energy. And when I started 25 years ago, it was off in the woo-woo range. What energy, what? Mm. And uh, the, and actually I had a talk that I used to do called, let's do the E word. And, uh, and so I'd be talking in, you know, to CEOs and stuff about uh, energy. And I said, like, let's, let's just be really clear about what drives your business, what drives you, what drives your, your company. 
it's not time and money. It's right. human capital. It's human energy. Right. And so they would go, yeah, I get that. Yeah, I totally get it. But then how do I measure it? So then it went, that's where the work of heart math, which they're an extraordinary uh, uh, science-based research. Um, and I studied with them in the early years. I mean, when they were a bunch of hippies in the hills in San Jose. And I tell you, it was fabulous. And they were putting, you know, energy detectors on rocks and fields and figuring out how far our heart coherence went out. And, um, and their work is pristine, it's excellent. Mm -hmm. And they began to give data points to human energy. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, how does your heart, uh, how does your heart affect the field around you? What is a field? What's an energy field? Mm -hmm. All of those things. And so as science and functional MRIs came in, I believe now, and, uh, uh, that if there's anyone listening that thinks that you, the, the inner, talking about energy is woo-woo, they need to go s start looking uh, at some very hard scientific evidence. Mm -hmm. It is theirs. It is what is running us at the cellular level, at the mitochondrial level. It is totally measurable, totally, completely measurable. Mm -hmm. And with functional MRIs, they can take a look at how our thoughts affect our physiology. And, you know, 25 years ago, it was what came first, the chicken or the egg? Was mm -hmm. it the thoughts or your lights on? Well, actually it's your thoughts. Mm -hmm. And the first 125 thousandths of a second, mm -hmm. when a thought hooks up to your body and your body then, so let's take it back. Here's an easy way for people to understand it. Life is like a movie. You're writing the script. Mm -hmm. Your first thought is, is, the, is the director. Your body is the producer. The performance is your outcome. And that's, that's every single thing that you're doing uh, <clears throat> in your life. If you just think about life is like a movie. I wrote the script, mm. whether I like it or not. If I've got something that, that's not working for me, chances are that I created it, mm -hmm. you know, that I did it with my thoughts. And it could be that you went along with something that wasn't uh, healthy, that, you know, that's different. But basically, if you think of it, it's a simple, fun way to think about it. The metaphor that we're writing our own script. So now we do know it comes first from thoughts. Mm -hmm. Thoughts have energy, they're in a wave, they're measurable. Um, they're just like a radio station. You have a thought, you transmit it, it travels in a wave like this mm -hmm. through a field, it strikes the receiver. The first receiver is your body. The second mm -hmm. receiver is um, what we would call that metaphor, the radio, mm -hmm. um, is, uh, and then it's broadcast from there. That's scientifically proven there is no, there's no controversy around it now mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool that the science has kind of caught up to what you were knowing is true and yeah. continue to teach for decades. It's pretty, pretty powerful. Mm -hmm. um, it makes me think of what you, what we talked about before we, you know, weeks ago when we chatted before, just the, the kind of the above the line, below the line thinking and how mm -hmm. the, the thoughts create the feelings and, you know, the feelings of course kind of transfer into the energy of how we show up. Um, mm -hmm. I've got the, the little, the little, uh, what do you call it? Bookmarker bookmark. with me in front of, you know, in front of me, but behind you, you've got the lot, the, a lot more kind of like elaborate 
version of it. Um, right. Can you explain to, to those? Because I think it's so powerful and it's so kind of distilled into something that I think you can think about every single day. Like, where am I thinking? Where are my, where are my thoughts right now? Can you go explain this a little bit more if you don't mind? Sure, not at all. Because that's a great system. That yeah. was the second tool that I had to develop for people oh. was, so first of all, what lights me up? You know, the energy detective. But then when you know that and you go to activate it, to put it into actualization, your you know, monkey mind and all kinds of negative thinking comes in. So at the time, um, I thought, I need a way that people, because when you go negatively, you lose executive function. You're not having high level thinking. Mm-hmm, I mean, it just mm-hmm. isn't there. Physiologically, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I thought, well, what if, so, what if I could make a tool where people could just, they're in negativity, they could just shift their thought in 125 thousandths of a second, mm-hmm. their, everything would shift. So that's, our, mm-hmm. that's our bookmark. And so we have a gray line, that's the shift line mm-hmm. here. So everything above the gray line, we call above line, everything under, we call under the line, mm-hmm. and then they're in pairs. So the red above the word trust, has a negative uh, fear. So if you're in fear, if you can shift into trust, mm-hmm. that's how the pairs work by color. Okay. okay. Like that. Um, then what happens is when you don't have executive function because you're in a, a, a doubt or fear state, doubt, doubt is actually under the line. Um, the, uh, then what happens is here's a tool where you don't have to go try to figure it out right. you can just look and the bigger system the one behind me it's eight columns this is <laughs> column one the starter so when you go through this you can just and these are in people's desks Johnny, all over the u.s and all over the world right and it's so fun to see them because you know you're there and you're in this like what where the heck am i what am i thinking and um, and you can just look and you're going like, oh, let's see what my finger pointed to. Oh, it pointed to coaching. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so what is coaching? How to, and we have a book that defines it, but just for now, coaching is being curious about others, myself and others. Mm. So what if instead of being under the line in doubt or fear, I just feel like I'm going to get curious. Mm. Okay, quick. Now your, your brain already shifted. So it was a thought shifting system so that people can always have in their pocket. And I designed it like the kind of those field when you go to bird watching or out in the field, I wanted up with, I wanted people to have it with them. And uh, so that they, if they got stuck under the stuck in negative thinking, Mm -hmm. they'd have a quick way to get back out. Mm -hmm. Then their body gets lights on. Then when your lights on, you're more possible and it just creates this nice ripple effect. But just like being negative creates a ripple effect. Same thing. Totally. Same ripple effect. It's just, you know, it, it's just which one do you choose? So being at a choice point and knowing, um, knowing that what you're doing is not working mm-hmm. and you do need to shift. Yep. And then you're like, oh, you know, I took all these courses. I should know what I'm doing. And you've already negated yourself. You're already in doubt. You're mm-hmm. like, no, no, you just mm-hmm. need to pick another thought, pick another. Right. Yeah. 
So, so, so I gave them an easy way to pick another thought. Okay. So let's, let's do this uh, actively. For me, I oftentimes just go into self-judgment. I'm very, very mm-hmm. hard on myself. Um, mm-hmm. So if I'm being self-critical, what would, what are you finding on that? So critical, as you might guess, is end of the line because it's ineffective. Now, remember, I want to be really clear. Yeah. Johnny, when you're critical of yourself, you're not being wrong. So this isn't wrong and that's right. Oh, this you. is, this stops you. Mm-hmm. You get stuck. This is stuck and this is flow. And this is ineffective and this is effective. Right. So there's your critical. So when you're self-critical, the, uh, the first thing to do is to stop, right? Go through the gray line here, which is the challenge of shifting to kind, self-kindness. Mm. So the first thing that I would recommend that you do when you're being self-critical is like, stop. I'm focusing on every, I would take it on everything you're doing that you would say is not working. That's the only reason you'd be critical of yourself. Totally. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if you want to really dial it back. Yep. And yep. Then, I, then I'd say, now let's focus on wh- what am I doing that's right or working? Mm-hmm. What am I doing that's working? Then from there you build from, oh, I'm, that's what I'm doing that's working. So if I do more of what's working, then I'm going to be less of, I'll have less reason to criticize myself. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. critical thinking is a left brain function. That's not what we're talking about here. You've got to have critical, the ability to critically think your way mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. Uh, salute to solution. We're talking about behavior. We're talking about your behavior that gets you or anybody else's, everybody listening has been self-critical. Mm-hmm. Uh, is uh, what gets me stuck. Oh, I'm focusing on everything that I'm doing that isn't working. So when I focus on what's not working, what do I get? I get more of what's not working. It's just this, it's this like hamster wheel thing that is so simple to interrupt. You could actually pick, throw a dark and pick any word above the line and you'll, it doesn't have to be the opposite of critical. It just has to be anything that's positive. <clears throat> so anything that's whenever effective. you're stuck, yeah, you just gotta move. Just pick yeah. a favorite word. I call it a nine one one, and I have it a mantra. But when I know I'm going south or going under the line, and I can feel my energy getting drained, I have a three word remedy that I use, and it starts with I choose. So now I'm back in control. So the so the so the minute so the minute that I then it's not all the negativity directing me, mm-hmm. and then I then I go I choose my favorite is peace because if I'm peaceful that I'm not being critical, but then I can also do I choose curiosity, I choose focus, I choose, and the minute I've done that, actually brain science you have to do it for seventeen. 17 seconds so you do it a couple times Mm -hmm. and you know oh okay great and then you're like oh right i'm back wait a minute life is like a movie i choose what i'm writing Mm -hmm. and so it will so quickly shift it oh and and we're and you know it's that nothing under the line is wrong i mean we learn as much from what 
what is doesn't work as long as we're willing to look at it as a, just a not work, mm-hmm. not on, I'm, I'm bad. I'm silly. I'm stupid. Uh, you know, whatever that's critical story is. But if we look about it, like, oh, okay, that just doesn't work. So now I have a not work. I have a work. I have a not work. I have a work. And then, it, then you start to get balanced. You can feel it. You can feel it when I'm saying it. Totally. I mean, all of a sudden it went from something totally. wrong with me to, oh, oh, it's like you can breathe better. No. Absolutely. And I feel like a lot of the guys that I talk to myself included who feel stuck uh, in their lives, it's because of probably a pattern of focusing on some of those ineffective thoughts, which to me, once I go there, then I can probably start throwing darts below the line. And I start feeling a lot of those things as it relates to myself, right? I can be very empathetic for other people, but for myself, I can be extremely hard on myself. So, um, yeah. I think that's the, the key is giving, giving the listeners and, you know, viewers uh, an idea of how it's, it's, it's not necessarily easy at times, but it can be simple, you know, because sometimes when I get into that space, I almost don't want to be helped out of it. I want to stay in that pity party. I don't know why that is sometimes, right? It's just yeah. hard to pull out, but well, how, how yeah. have you found to, to help people break out of that when they it's almost like they consciously know that they're in a downward spiral, but they're like, screw it. I want to stay here. I want to isolate myself mm-hmm. and cry and turn on sad music and eat ice cream, you know, whatever the case might be. <laughs> I, know, I know you want to indulge the shadow. Yeah, I know yeah. I call it the shadow of the light. It's like, Oh, I'm going to have a world-class shadow attack, man. <laughs> I'm going to like eat ice cream till I throw up and, yeah. you know, and all that, <laughs> you know, there's a point where uh, uh, where that people get that that doesn't work, and mm-hmm. then and then it's time to shift it. And I think the best shifter is the I choose thing. It's just a three word I choose, and uh, and and being funny with it, you know, and being funny like what you just said. I thought that was it's like look, I'm having a pity party. Hey. Who do I want to call? Oh, the most negative people I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see if we can all gang up on each other and yeah. have a pity party. Yeah. But how about if we call in a bunch of people and we have a a, a curiosity party? You know, where we're mm-hmm. like, what's one? What are we doing this working? Mm-hmm. And let's do more of that. Mm-hmm. You know, it is simple. Yep. You know, sometimes the simplest things aren't easy. And, you know, that was what really uh, was my impetus in making the toolkit. Because if something, people use this all the time. Mm-hmm. And they use, or, and there's so many other words. I mean, I had to, obviously, thousands of positive words. Right. Um, I had to pick the ones that I heard the most over and over in coaching. Um, that, uh, And then what was their opposite? What would stop that thought in its tracks uh and so that's how you know i ended up developing it took a number of years a couple of years to get mm-hmm. it all uh you know lined up and uh it's lined up by where we hold our thoughts in our body so it incorporates the eastern energy system called mm-hmm. chakras but you don't need to know that all you need to know is i am curious i am whatever and then you'll stop it then you'll go above the line or, you know, you could keep going under the line if 
but uh, people don't really enjoy that. You know, none of us enjoy, none of us enjoy living uh, in, in negativity. It, we just don't. We're, our physiology is built uh, to be endorphin. And uh, you can think of above the line is endorphin, under the line is adrenaline, mm -hmm. uh, our fear-based monkey mind, limbic brain. We are, humans are physically built to live in an endorphin system. Hmm. We just have to get ourselves there. Right. Yeah. Right. And not That's indulge the shadow. I can always tell when I'm under the line because my underline on here is uh is exactingness, like fussiness. Hmm. And I am so fussy. Nothing is good enough. Hmm. Nothing. Hmm. And that is such a lousy way to live. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just craziness. And uh, and, uh, and then I just have to break out of it and just go, okay, stop. I choose peace is mine. And then it's like, what am I doing that's working? I mean, I'd be the kind of person who, after my housekeeper comes through, I'd go back and dust again because it had to be my way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that's how mine acts out. Yours mm -hmm. acts out as self-pity. So we just got to know that everybody has to know it's like an actor in your game. Mm -hmm. Um, how much do you want that actor in there? Yep. Yep. I, I definitely feel like I have that pattern or that groove, that route yeah. to that highway, paved highway to the, just a few of those negative emotions that I feel on a weekly basis. There's not that many, you know, it's kind of the same thing. I live the same thoughts, negative thoughts, day to day, week to week, month to month, you know? Um, so yeah. just. But, and it's just tiring. I mean, don't you just get to the point where you go like, oh, enough. Yeah. And the minute you go enough, you've, you've shifted it. Yeah. So, yeah. I think something we talked about before, which is uh, something I have chatted about on my own podcast uh, solo episodes, is just that I've, I've struggled with repressing anger. And, and if you had told me like, oh, I think you're angry, I'd be like, no, I'm not. I never get angry. I never blow up. I never, you know, and there are a lot of those guys that I've noticed as I started speaking this truth out to my, to myself and to my listeners being like, no, actually I'm, I'm pissed a lot. I'm, I'm angry at myself or I'm disappointed in things not going right in my life, but I repress that. And then, like you said, it's taking so much energy to keep that within me without blowing up at someone or throwing something or, you know, whatever I need to do to kind of get a healthy release of that anger. Then have gone apathetic and just kind of numb. I feel like a lot of people yeah. walk through life numb, emotionally flatlined because they're not actually cycling through these emotions and moving back above the line um, yeah. as they as they could, you know? So it's- Well, and you're right about ang anger. Anger is a catalytic force when it's used well mm. as, as a catalyst for change, then, uh, then it makes sense. And it's in the gray line here. Um, because it is a force of change. So anger, should, uh, to, to use it as, as, as its high state, as again, as a, a catalyst for change, is you never direct it at yourself or someone else. That, that's, that's the ineffective use of it. Totally. But when you just say, listen, that pisses me off. And if something pisses you off enough, you're going to go do something about it. And we would want you to do something positive about it. So, you know, have uh, uh, 
you know, now I'll, I'll confess this publicly. When I get pissed off enough about something, I have a temper tantrum mm-hmm. uh, because I watched it in my son when he was two and a half, and it was so effective. <laughs> he would just have a, and it wasn't about anything. He didn't have a big story. He didn't finish his temper tantrum and go, well, mommy, it's because you didn't give me a cookie. I mean, that's just crap. It was just anger that he had to get out of his system. It's like a force. And when you just get it out of your system, and when I uh, married uh, uh, my my present and uh, soulmate, Gary, um, uh, every now and then, he, uh, I would just say, like, I, there's so much anger in the world. It's just around me. And I don't want to catch up my body. And I would just have a temper tantrum rescue like this. And then it'd be like, ah, oh, Mm. Oh, what a relief. It's gone. Mm. Mm. And I didn't have to make up a story about it. I didn't have to go, it's because of them, uh, you know, and um, and so then anger worked. It got out of my system. And then when the, it's like a storm, Johnny. And when mm-hmm. the storm goes away and everything settles, mm. then you can really see like, oh, you know, I was really, you know, I'm really angered about that inequality. So now how can I do that? How, what can I do about it now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so it's very, very powerful. Totally. Anger is yeah. Totally powerful. I've yeah, use it for good. Right. Yeah, use it for good. Right. But turned inwardly is not, not a good thing. No. Good thing. And then you get caught in your body and it's called resentment. Mm-hmm. And one might notice on the guide that um resentment's under the line because it's just anger held in just stuffed stuffed down yeah yeah completely well uh and starting to wrap what's that doesn't feel good oh no it doesn't feel good when it's stuffing you no no and i think that's a big part of that what feels stuck or how people feel trapped you know it's because they can't yes they can't get that out. So well, even have, if... a good old fashioned, have a good old fashioned temper tantrum in the privacy of your home. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Or in your car or, you know, when it's not moving. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 When it's not moving. Good yeah. point. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, but so true. It's amazing how much that, and that's when I started to really understand the, the power of the, like you said, the energy of getting the energy up and out, you know, because to me, it was like, no, that's a sign of weakness. If I lose control um, or I, you know, that's just not a, a tantrum, temper tantrum to me. is like, Oh, but I'm not a two and a half year old. So suck it up, move on. You know, but again, all I do is just shame myself or, you know, minimize it and then move on. But it, it's blocking my heart pretty massively. Yeah. You know? So it is. Really, really cool. The the thing, uh, last thing I want to kind of chat about is your behind you above what we were just talking about the the get clarity journey map that's in the back of the book you yeah. sent me, which is so oh, yeah. so so cool, so powerful. But uh, I know we could probably actually have a whole podcast just about this, <laughs> but uh, maybe we can talk about it from thirty thousand foot view and and keep chatting about it. But it's. I don't know, just in reading it through, I'm like, oh yeah, it, it makes so much sense. But again, when I see something like this, I'm like, this must have taken forever <laughs> to come up with. I don't know, it's pretty, it's yeah. pretty cool. Tell, tell those that are not able to see what this Get Clarity journey map is all about. Well, it looks like a river. It looks like a river. Mm-hmm. So it's a meta, a pictorial meta, you know, metaphor for flow. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, it starts with um, a spring, the wellspring, the curiosity of ideas. It is not, for those of you not looking, it is not a straight line. We don't go from point A to point B. Um, so the river has its eddies, you know, places we get stuck. And there's a, uh, a, a cyclone on there, you know, when things get crazy. Uh, and then there are the calm places in the river. And uh, it is uh, a, a map of, the, of how humans go forward in a sustainable way, always being in flow, always looking, even when we get stuck, um, we're still more forward than we were before mm-hmm. until you get to the end. Uh, so it starts with the spring and ends with mountains where life is a series of peak experiences. And um, the, the, I got that information because I listened to my guide. So for those of you uh, who are comfortable with it, you'll be fine. If not, oh, well, I channeled it. And mm-hmm. so uh, it was given to me as a gift for people to have a map to follow in the human experience, to live a life of high energy and you'll see, Johnny, on your left side of the map, it's, all of this is available on our website. You don't have to try to memorize any of this uh, business. Just get on the Get Clarity site and you can get it. But um, the, the, before people launch a new vision, there's a bridge there. And you see there's an eddy. That's the first eddy on the river where, mm-hmm. people, are, where people get trapped in habits, patterns, and drama. Yep. And it, that's where people get stuck a lot. And you'll see they go above the bridge or the line and they're in passion, vision and discovery. And that creates flow and into flow go the creation of our ideas. Mm-hmm. And um, I, uh, I love that map and so do people. They love that map. When they look at it, they're just like, I totally get it. And in my coaching, I always ask, where, where do you think you are right now? Is the good news is there's always some place you're going. So no matter where you're stuck or where you're in fast flow, there's a place on there called the whoosh effect, where, yeah. you know, when things line up, they go fast. And a lot of people get scared and, uh, and then they slow, slow things back down again. So in the whoosh effect, I say in the book, and the book follows the river. The river follows the book, actually. Mm. Uh, uh, the, um, in the whoosh effect, I always say, fasten your seatbelt. You're going to get everything that you had focused on. And it's going to come really quickly. <laughs> so make sure you've got everything lined up, yeah. you know, uh, and then just ride with it. <laughs> and you'll see there's a release. There's a release of the balloons. The clarity person there releases all the old things that were holding them back right before mm-hmm. the whoosh. Mm-hmm. And that is super important. And um, so that's the whoosh effect. And, uh, and then um, people, uh, then you'll see the clarity person, how they I love how our artists drew that person. Mm. Their head is attached to their heart. They have a backpack on and their backpack is packed with their heart-based tools and they're on solid ground, they're walking forward, they're literally walk, journeying forward on their soul's journey. Mm. And, uh, 
living life. It was on. such a good. Yeah, it's beautiful. That's really, a beautiful, really cool. Metaphor. Yeah, 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 it's really powerful. I think there's so much, like I said, uh, that we could get into with it, but um, yeah, it's just interesting well, to see that have... that little areas, eddies, you know, they they continue to show up. It's it's easy to find ourselves even when we're oh, we think we got it, and we're like to kind of find ourselves back into a spinning situation. Um, but it's like okay, this is very cool how the the book kind of illustrates how to get yourself out of those areas where maybe we feel like we're just going in circles like an eddy. Yes, mm. it is like an eddy. And one of my clients who's a river guy, not what that wasn't his career, but that was his purpose, uh, became a river guide. Um, and uh, he, he told me after I had already drawn up the map, he said, did you know, Kathy, that in real rivers at the end of eddies is where the gold, when people are panning for gold, mm -hmm. that's where they find it. And I was like, oh, I, I just love that. <laughs> uh, you know, because that, you know, what a, what a good thing to know that mm -hmm. after we break out of the eddies, there's some gold nuggets there for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. So, so many good nuggets, yeah. just even in this, this uh, podcast um, for those that this again, really resonates with and, and say they want to get some more of your support. You've got an, you've got a bunch of courses, but you've got a get clarity code online course. Is that right? It's an online course that um, is accompanied with all the books and everything that you need the river map, everything we've talked about. And um, it, uh, it's, I think it's 297. I should look at my own. 290, yes, in that neighborhood. Yep. And, uh, and it is three parts. It talks for everybody. They can go about 45 minutes each section, go through lights on, go above the line thinking and travel the river with all of the materials that you need. Mm. No. So cool. I decided yeah. to put my legacy into an online course. Yeah, the the sales page is really pretty, really clear with kind of okay. This is what it, you know. Have you lost your passion? Do you need to optimize your life? Do you need to clear vision? Like all these things, these are things that uh, you can obviously get addressed in the program. So, really, really cool stuff. Well, thank you. Um, I certainly could keep chatting for hours, but me uh, too, Johnny. You're so curious, and I that is the key to. The key to self-actualization is to keep asking more questions, yes. but never why. Heads up. Why did I do that? Urk, judgment, criticism. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. Just keep asking the curiosity questions. Yep. I saw that on the, on the map. Never ask why off to yeah, the side. Never ask why. Yeah. Cause yeah. it leads to instant self judgment. Instant. Yeah. yeah. Kind of leads you off. Not leads you out of the nice. river yeah exactly yes you right out yeah that's amazing so if people want to connect with you i'll uh, i'll put that that link in the show notes um if people would just want to connect with you otherwise just uh is it getclarity.com or what's what's your ad web address yes and they can they can just email me i'm there's my emails are screened so they'll get to me it's kathy hawk at getclarity.com Easy and I've loved, I'm really good about talking to people and answering their questions. That's, that's what lights me up. Amazing. Amazing. I love it. Well, thank you for, for just sharing, you know, your light and all this amazing work. It's just fun to be 
uh, inspired by you because you've done this, you know, obviously for a while you've made this your, your life's passion and it's been uh, transformative just even in the little bit that I've been getting into. And I'm excited to take a course later this month, uh, just kind of keep digging into the work with you. So thank you for in advance for your support. I really appreciate it. And thank you for doing what your purpose is and being curious and helping a huge portion of, uh, of people who are your listeners, but predominantly men, I think, yeah, yeah. And, and making that your focus and doing that with diligence and lights on. So thank you, Johnny. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm humbled that uh, I'm following this path, but it's sometimes not always the easiest. So I, I need the mentorship. So I appreciate it so much, but thank you guys for, for listening. Thanks for joining. Uh, thanks for watching, listening, all the good stuff um, on this episode of the Johnny King show. And like I said, check out the show notes for links to all of Kathy's good stuff. And uh, until we meet again, thanks for joining us. Thanks again, Kathy. Okay. Bye everybody. And I want to thank you so much for listening to the Johnny King show. And hey, if you got something positive from this episode, please subscribe to the show, share it on your favorite social platform, and then tag me in it so I can say hi. It would also mean the world to me if you wrote a review of the show on Apple Podcasts because I read every single one. Do you feel like there's something that I could be doing better? Awesome. I totally thrive on constructive feedback, and it's always welcome. So if you've got questions or concerns, you can always reach me via email at podcast at johnnyking.com. And then please follow me on Instagram at Johnny King, Facebook.com backslash Johnny King Men's Coach on my YouTube channel and LinkedIn. Thanks again for joining me. I've been Johnny King. You've been amazing. And we'll catch up with you next time. Take care.